0: Hello welcome to Full Court Press. I'm Charles
1: and I'm Elliot and guys the in-season tournament I mean it's just here like it's we're in the middle of it and all the teams that are still here and in the in-season tournament are vying for that trophy and, and I, I have to say this is one of the coolest things we've seen that the NBA has done in quite a few years Charles what do you have to think about it?
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed the idea. I mean, we're well. I guess we're at the end of it now. Championship yeah. games amidst right currently, but uh, I'm I've enjoyed it just as much as anyone else. I I thought it was a good idea just because I think the only thing is, you know, maybe you could include like some higher, more meaningful implications to. To the game itself, or like to the tournament itself, I meant. But I mean, it's it's a really good idea. I, I've enjoyed it. I'm excited for it next year already. You know, I think there's been some new new form stars, such as Halliburton, who's really taken that and gotten that recognition he deserves, along with that Pacers team. So I think it's 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 been really good for the NBA. Especially because, I, finally, considering uh, it's in Vegas, which, you know, is likely to get an expansion team pretty soon, and, you know, who who better hopes to represent the NBA in this tournament than LeBron James, one of the greatest of all time, the greatest of our generation?
1: I totally agree, and... um. I, I mean, I kind of agree with you on the fact that the uh, there could be more to like, like what's at stake in the in season tournament. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a cool trophy, I guess. Five hundred thousand. Uh, I mean, that's nice, um, but it there didn't really seem to be too too much at stake, I guess. But I love what it's already brought to the game because between the aesthetics of the courts and the jerseys and really just the atmosphere, I think that was exactly what Adam Silver was going for when he was thinking about this idea. And to be honest, I wasn't on board right away. I mean, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds a little lame or this kind of sounds like it could go good, but it could also go pretty rough. And I just didn't really want to put both my feet in the water um, right away. But looking at what it's already brought to the game and the hype, like people say, oh, this is exactly like actual playoff atmosphere. Like this is like the thing that people have been lacking as far as competition and all that. This is it. I mean, this is exactly what the, the NBA needed. It was just a little spark. And I absolutely love it. Um. Let's talk about the Pacers because they seem to be like the best thing that the NBA, that the in season tournament really has produced. Uh, what are your thoughts on the team
0: as a whole? This is a great team being led by a great player. I mean, you have the they have the best point guard in the East. I don't think that there's any debate anymore. If there had been before, you know, I've been. You know how I've been a big Halliburton fan since last year, and I'm going to stick by that. He's not only, in my opinion, the best point guard in the East, but probably the most underappreciated superstar we have in this league. I mean, because when you really think about it, what he's doing for the Pacers right now, alongside Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, really what they're all doing is kind of bringing Indiana basketball relevancy for the first time in who knows how long outside of college basketball. So I guess in terms of where they are as a team, I think the in-season tournament has kind of shown just some of what they are. But this is a team that's hungry, and I think that's what matters the most. They're hungry to win, and they do win and I would compare them to the likes of last year's Kings. You didn't really expect this much good from them. So to me what they're doing right now is fantastic and I'm just glad that they're finally getting some recognition or at least Halliburton is at that. I mean when
1: I think about the East in general. in general. Last year last year we were talking about how it was the first year that it seemed that every team uh we couldn't really tell who was going to win the championship. It ended up being the Nuggets. Um but we couldn't really tell because every team seemed to be so stacked. Um but for the last like decade and a half or so the East has always been the weaker conference. I mean, we've had the Warriors, obviously. We've had the Spurs forever. We've had uh, the Lakers. I mean, they've stayed consistent. Um, but it seems like all of the greatest players in either conference have always been Western players. You know? Like, they've mm-hmm. always... It's always been... Well, when you think about, like,
0: Steph well, Curry,
1: John Morant, especially Cards, at least...
0: Well, I think the better half of the league would be in the West, but the best players are, for the most part, always in the East. You know, you get Giannis, you get LeBron. They had LeBron for all those years. Basically, all the 20, the better half of the 2010s. So I think, to me, the better teams are always in the West. The better players are always in the West. But the best players are in the East, and, so, and like, mostly the better half of best teams are in the East, at least, like, the top-heavy teams have that. Right. And, I mean, the
1: Celtics have been one of the most consistent franchises in the last decade, um, as well as, I mean, probably the Heat as well. Um, but overall, it seems like the pendulum is swinging from – the west back to the east because if you if everybody's forgotten i mean the east was the best in the 90s you know and since jordan since ewing since really reggie miller i mean the east kind of sort of sucked for a while and then obviously you brought in Giannis, you brought in Embiid, um you can bring in i mean lebron obviously but like adding players like Halliburton who's actually becoming a star is deepening the talent pool in the East way better and bringing Giannis or uh, Dame to Milwaukee and bringing Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday to the Celtics and KP to the Celtics. I mean, there's a lot of talent to be shared between those guys um, in the East now. And I think that that's just like super
0: cool to see. Yeah, I'd 100% agree with you right there. There's just, to me, when you think about the elite guards in the NBA, I think the best ones come from the West. But the deepest conference is the East. I mean, basically every team in the East, besides maybe two or three, have some form of an all-star or elite player. Caliber on the right team, whereas the West, everyone kind of just strolls along. You get teams that have great players, just like the East, but in the West, there's more so just teams with better depth. The East, you get the top heavy, like the Bucks or the Celtics, but when you think of the depth, then you think of well, maybe the Lakers or maybe the Thunder. There's... Right. I, I like what you said that the East are getting relevancy back. And in my opinion, to me, the East has always been there with the West. Maybe not in the regular season, but in the playoffs, 100% they are. You look at the last few winners, I mean, you had the Warriors there, but But before that you had the Heat who were winning a lot, and then the Spurs were in there, I think, once or twice in the 2010s. But for the most part, you were getting Eastern teams that were still winning. But they were but it was just just LeBron teams. It was just the same team every year. And I think that was the difference. It's hard to win in the East, or was at least when LeBron was there, because well he never lost in the East. And yeah, exactly. to me, that's what's gonna start happening with the West here. I think within two three years, either the Rockets or Spurs or not Spurs, the Rockets or Thunder are going to take that. And I guess you could, as long as LeBron is in LA, they're gonna they're gonna win, you know. And right. so I guess there's few teams that. I guess to kind of sum it up in the simple terms, in a few years, the West is going to be run by two, three teams, just as the East was back in the day, a few in the 2010s, because the East is starting to garner more momentum. They're getting bigger names and they're kind of just getting the better round of talent coming in. They have the I think in my opinion, outside of the West or the uh, Pacific division in the in the West, most of the big markets are in the East, but it's just that one Pacific division that drives in all the talent because of the LA teams, the Phoenix, you know so this in a few years, I think the league is going to be ran by the East.
1: Yeah, I could totally see that, especially with Halliburton only being Halliburton. in his fifth season and doing exactly oh, what he's doing. Um, but let's swing it to the West. You mentioned LeBron and you mentioned the Lakers. Um, they're playing in the, um, the in-season tournament right now. Uh, what do you think of where they're at?
0: Well, I think their record does not match up to where they are as a team this year just as I say that LeBron just made heck of a play just man LeBron is he's so good like to just think about what he's doing in year 21 is insane but as I was saying you know I think I told you this a few days ago in my opinion they're the best true team in the NBA they, their record may not say it, the standings may not show it, but you have to remember, right now what they are doing is has really been without their whole team. They've been missing two, three guys basically all season long. But when they had them, they were the best. If they were one of the best, if not the best team in the West, so I I just don't see anyone in the West that's really. There's stop the Lakers, especially come postseason, because I'm not going to speculate about injuries. Because if I do, then basically every team in the NBA sucks. Because everyone in the NBA has a team, or every team in the NBA has someone on their team that, if injured, is going to hurt them in the playoffs. So I'm not going to speculate anything. But I will say that, to me, just I just don't see anyone in the West That healthy matches up to the Lakers, other than maybe, maybe the Suns, just because when they're healthy, see what they do. The Nuggets are great, but this year I just see, I don't, I don't see a lot of them that is gonna that's showing me that they're gonna be consistent. Every game that they've lost has been on Jokic shooting poorly and every game that Jokic has shot poorly, they have lost. There's no in between. And when you match him up against Anthony Davis, who's been – who is my depoy pick, is the leading front runner in depoy behind or tied with Rudy Gobert right now. I just don't see anyone to stop LeBron, first of all. First and foremost. And then you have to know you know the Lakers are gonna end up making some sort of so to me, the Lakers, they're really just where they are right now is not showing how good they are as a team. Because when if they win the in-season tournament, that shows how good they are because their group in the in-season tournament was arguably the toughest in out of any group. You know, they had to face the Suns twice. They beat the Suns twice. So to me, that just shows kind of how good they are as a team.
1: I mean, you make valid points here, um, but I don't necessarily agree with you as far as long-term success for this team. I mean, yes, LeBron is obviously LeBron. Oh,
0: well, you said... for, long, for long, As long as LeBron is there, they're going to be good. Because... Well, at, you're well, saying LeBron throughout is... the season or in the postseason? Anywhere. As long as LeBron is there, they're going to be good. Last year, right, they But good. like, not, they well, they were good. good. Like, right? As they LeBron's were good. LeBron is a Laker, or in the NBA, whatever yeah. team he is on, is going to be a championship caliber team because he's not going to settle for anything less. And right, once and LeBron we said is that, gone from LA, then it's going to be eighty, and. Again, I expect them to make another move, and when LeBron is gone, you best believe they're going to make another move to put someone next to AD. The Lakers are going to try to win because Raul Penica is a good GM. He understands basketball. He understands how to win. And I think that's what's most important is that they're a good GM who's going to be willing to make moves to stay good. Whereas the Warriors have already spent all their money, and I'm not sure their GM is going to be willing to Take risks to stay good. Once Curry's gone, once Draymond's gone, once Clay's gone,
1: right? And I mean, I'm not saying the Lakers are going to suck it; they're going to fall off right away. I'm just saying, like you saw, let's take last year for an example, because you say as long as LeBron's on the court, nobody's stopping LeBron, right? But age is stopping LeBron, especially in the post, and he did amazing. He did amazing, this year. but well, not this year, but it's also not the postseason yet, right? And not so in when the postseason,
0: they didn't either. He got, got gassed. What was dude.
1: doing in that Denver series?
0: He no, was, he, was,
1: he was gassed. He was gassed. He got he points, but he also needed to leave quarters and leave halves because he was getting too tired.
0: And he, I think no, that that's he ever that is the only two minutes in that Denver series. Right, and because well, and yeah, every game was played good. Every game was AD good. though, every how game good was AD though. Good. huh?
1: How good was AD though? I mean, those two together, they have a very shaky. They're the shakiest duo because LeBron is very old and oh no, they as aren't. reliable as reliable you cannot as say been,
0: that without with look, a straight face
1: knowing. Look as as reliable as LeBron's before. been as as reliable as LeBron's been. It's just you you never know how long he's going to be on that court for that game. Because he could play forty minutes, but is that really sustainable for a 39 year old NBA player? Is it really? And um, on top of that, he's Anthony Davis, all the
0: odds so far.
1: Okay, so far, but it's also been like twenty games max for the regular right now season. Now he's so averaging
0: thirty three minutes a game and they're still winning. That's and you think that's sustainable. 33 minutes a game, that's 100% sustainable. That's low so, for LeBron. That is low Le- for yeah, the. Bl- Le- and right, to Le- me, Le- LeBron the reason is old they're going to stay good is because they are winning games even though he's not needing to play in a crazy amount of minutes because they have other guys that can help them win. And I think that's what puts them over the top this year.
1: Look, they're, I, I think that they could – they have the most potential to win the in-season tournament because of how relatively close it is to the start of the season. But you can't tell me that this is sustainable. Like, is this smart? Is this a smart move that they're doing, letting LeBron and AD play over 27 minutes a game? Is it really smart? Yes. Is it, though? Because let the record show how easily AD gets injured and let the record show just how gassed LeBron can be in certain games especially because if he's the LeBron, one having to do everything
0: this is LeBron's career low in minutes per game this is his career low you have right, to Right and I about can't that. think of anybody I can't think he of anybody shooting the best he's he ever shot year. in his career he right. is but I also and I don't he's, know he is not gassed because the reason he's been able to be so good he has then this year is because he's not gassed, because he's not playing so many minutes a game. Exactly, and that's he a
1: good is. thing. But plays so many minutes. That's a them. good thing, but you're putting you're putting miles on him, though. You're are putting you? miles on this guy. Yeah. Yes, you are. It's, a, it's an entire season. It's not like the season is only 20 games, and then we get immediately to the playoffs. If the season was cut in half, yes, LeBron and AD are the best duo in the league, and they're winning – the championship but because the this season is so long and because you have to play 82 minutes give or take and or 82 games at night, 82 games give or take and because there's a whole post season I, I really don't think LeBron doing all that he's doing is that sustainable long term
0: I, I just I just don't do, it, play 10 minutes a game
1: I don't think there's anything he could do I really don't H I don't think there's anything he has could do.
0: not Ever stopped LeBron? You can mention it last, last year. You can how? Where did it how, ever? How stop did him? he was a single? How reason, did the Nuggets beat him then? He's the single reason they won play playoff games.
1: Him on his right, but they didn't win against. They didn't win against the Nuggets, though.
0: No, they didn't.
1: But at all, they didn't win a game against the Nuggets. The,
0: and it's on him. And it's on him.
1: It's not. It's not. All. It's not entirely on him. But I mean. It was not on I the think,
0: game. But
1: He's they get but the they were in games against them. You gave him like he was doing everything on the court. He was. And there was really no nobody else that was pulling their own weight. And I think that's the whole like is LeBron's team enough right now? Because Austin Reeves hasn't been doing as great as he has been last year. And even, mean, even the then Russell he wasn't. Is. Well, D'Lo's doing good Definitely. finally. After, like, what, eight seasons of hoping? Yeah. Rui really Hachimura, he's, he he's been good right now. Last
0: year, he was good besides that one playoff series. And I think recency bias is a crazy thing because no no world is, without recency bias, does anyone say Jamal Murray's top 50 player in the NBA. Because he's not. This year, he's not been near that top. level. Wait, he's,
1: t- he's not top what in
0: the NBA it's not even a top 50, 45 player in the NBA. He's not a top 40 player in the NBA.
1: There's no way you're saying that, dude.
0: He's averaging 16 I mean, look points at, a game on terrible efficiency. He's worse look than – what he did. He's playing just as bad as Jalen – say Jalen Green was last year. He's playing worse than Jalen Green last year.
1: Jalen Green was the second best player on the best team in the East.
0: Jalen Green?
1: Oh, sorry, not Jalen Green. I thought you said Jalen Brown. Um, I mean, look, dude. You're talking about the Nuggets, and you're saying that the Nuggets aren't sustainable because Jokic is taking bad shots. But last year was the only year that Jamal Murray and KPJ were not injured. Or at least one of them wasn't injured. And right. So year, you got that
0: big healthy... three, and... That big three one They've still sucked. MPJ this year. Jamal has Murray been hasn't good. been healthy. Jamal Murray, but when he has been, he's not been good. Right. Well, MPJ hasn't been doing good this year. Jamal Murray's just as big of an injury concern as, say, LeBron or AD in your case. Because no way. No way. No, when he is 100%. Jamal is not a healthy player. He never has been. Even pre-ACL, he was not a healthy player. Jamal Murray cannot stay healthy. And, you know, you bring up all these health concerns. Everyone that does have injury concerns, none of them have gotten injured this year. Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, AD, whatever one you mentioned, none of them have. And I think the whole reason of that is because none of those guys are overworking themselves. And in LeBron's case, at least, he's not needing to play. 37 minutes a game like he has his whole career because they can win without him doing that because that's the difference between this year's Lakers and last year's last year okay last year in the playoffs the whole reason they lost to the Nuggets is because their fourth leading scorer averaged six points a game in that series LeBron averaged a triple-double on good efficiency AD averaged 27 and 14 great efficiency Rui Hachimura he played great outside of them their next best player was averaging six points a game. There's no way they could have won that series. Health LeBron gassed or not. So for me, now that those guys aren't needing to play so many minutes to be good, they're not going to be gassed come postseason because they don't need to play so many minutes to win.
1: Right, but we talked a lot about the Lakers being great because Austin Reeves was great. And so far this season, he's been struggling big time. And it's, it's just one of those questions where you have to think, okay, is he going to kill this Lakers team? You know, it's
0: just, it's a question I have. If he stays struggling, they're going to trade him. And trust me, there are players to trade for. They're definitely, I mean,
1: I would love, I would love them to trade to uh, the Spurs. If they Elden trade for, to the Lakers,
0: they trade, If I think right now they're gonna end up looking. Right now, it's been rumored that they've been looking at every player. They're just waiting for that right player to come on the market. They're monitoring every team situation. I think the second they just, the Bulls decide we don't want Levine, is the second the Lakers realize start saying, "Oh yeah," and we're gonna get him. And if the Lakers get Zach Levine then I think they do trade Austin Reeves, but for a way better player. Zach Levine is one of the best scorers in the NBA, and it's not even a question. He just plays on a bad team. Zach Levine's averaged, I think, 27 points the last four seasons. So, I mean, when you think about that, if Zach Levine joins the Lakers, there's a chance the Lakers don't even need to go Austin Reeves in the first place. But there's a chance that they can keep D'Angelo Russell and only need to give up, say, Austin Reeves and maybe throw a throwaway player, you know? Like a Cam Reddish or something, yeah. Yeah. And another guy the Lakers are looking at is another bull, Alex Caruso, who has been amazing this year. He is shooting. He is one of the best defenders and there's a way you could get him without needing to give up anyone that is really actually doing things for you.
1: So yeah, he, and he's he's clutch too. That's one of the biggest factors for that team. The
0: Lakers really are going to get better in some form of fashion before the trade deadline because I just don't see a world where they don't trade for anyone. And in my eyes to me when I see that and think about that, I just don't see anyone else that you know is going to make a move to get better. Because there's no other team that truly, not that the Lakers need to, but are willing to. And when you think about that, I think it just puts even more value on the Lakers postseason because, again, that's just less LeBron and AD need to do if you add another good player, good scorer.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing, is it's, look, whether you agree or not, it's not sustainable to force AD and LeBron to play as much as you would expect Giannis or Jokic or somebody, because those guys are in their prime, and and AD definitely isn't. And LeBron, I mean, is it questionable that he's in his prime still? Yeah, but at the same time, he's 39 and in his 21st season, so either we drop the, I can't believe he's doing this in the 21st year of his career or no, he's actually his age and he needs guys around him. So if the Lakers can get a decent player or a good player to um, actually like take some of the, the heavy burden off of AD and LeBron, absolutely. They are a title contender, but I just can't see them going up against a Jokic again or a healthy Suns team. And you said yes, they beat the Suns, but like the Spurs also beat the Suns twice, so who cares? Um, if they have a healthy Beal and a healthy KD and a healthy book, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. And having LeBron asking LeBron and A D, especially in the postseason, to perform, I mean, it's just really challenging to ask all that from them specifically. Yeah. Then too.
0: They're the only two Lakers that truly ever do perform in the playoffs, and right. Well, Austin Reeves sort of did, and then he fell off. It's not about whether they perform; it's about whether they have other guys to help them perform as a team. That's what
1: I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Is you can't ask just them to perform because that doesn't win championships. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can get, yeah, if they can get a third. Guy like a third big guy trade Austin Reeves or trade D'Lo who has a lot of value right now. Yes, you
0: can. I think that's the go. one guy they need to keep.
1: Oh they yeah, keep true.
0: Anyone, it's other because I mean, I say anyone, but you know they're not gonna trade LeBron or AD. So this is everyone oh, now, excluding LeBron and AD. Right. They yeah, keep I'm anyone sure. is Jared Vanderbilt for starters, right. and he has a little Russell.
1: Unless yeah, he's a great you great trade guard.
0: for another great point guard. Right. For some reason, if another big-name point guard comes up, I don't know, because even then, if you can make any trade for another great player without needing to give up D'Angelo Russell, then you are 100% doing it if you're the Lakers. Whether well, that means giving right. up Reeves and Hatchmore? so be it, because if, say, maybe a Trey Young comes up, Maybe, who knows? Anyone can really come up. If if anyone comes up, if any big star comes up, you best believe the Lakers are going to be the first people on. Because this isn't last season. Last year they didn't make a move yet. But this isn't last year where they're going to wait to get a few good players to make them better. This is a year where they're going to get great players, to make them not only better, but to make them the best. Right. Well,
1: the script writers have not called for an injury yet, so we'll just have to see and wait um, through the continuation of the season. Um, but until then, Anthony Davis and LeBron have been doing great, and I'd say that they win the in-season tournament for sure. I
0: mean, it's a two-point game right now. I don't know
1: it's very close we gotta do a follow up pod about uh, the game and
0: the tournament itself 100% but hey man both these teams Pacers and Lakers are fantastic in the fourth quarter this game (laughs) is gonna be a shootout it's gonna be fun it's gonna be enjoyable and I think most importantly it's gonna be deemed a success for the NBA, for Adam Silver. You know, he's received, he as much criticism he receives for small things, he really never fails to bring up something good, such as the plane, in-season tournament. You know, bringing the All-Star game back to its real true format, east versus West, as it should be. You know, Adam Silver really has never failed us in any true way. So I think it's just deemed another reason why Adam Silver is the least corrupt, first of all, and the most enjoyable NBA commissioner. Because I can tell you right now, not only did players hate David Stern, but so did the fans. And what did David Stern ever do for the NBA, other than rigging a couple drafts and changing a couple of rules.
1: Well, he produced Jordan. So I guess that's all I all it's all we care about as fans.
0: Well, I guess so. But even then.
1: Well, I completely agree. Adam Silver's the GOAT. And um, I'm looking forward to next year's, like you said, next year's in-season tournament, uh, East and West All-Stars, all-star game um it's gonna be fun it really is gonna be fun and uh I think with that
0: Charles do you have anything you want to say or promote or anything um no I mean I guess shout out Jaden Daniels who won the Heisman today mm. best quarterback in college football whoever drafts him get him the steal mark my words so 100% I guess, I guess just that
1: yeah so with that uh I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight. We're going to do another podcast soon. um, Just, you know, about the daily and about the uh, what's in the league right now. So
0: thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. And uh, maybe next time we have a pod, uh, Pistons will have won a game. I don't know. And the
1: Spurs, for sure. If Wemby puts up another 20-20. and
0: They're doing just as bad, so.
1: Yeah, you know, it's rough. It's really rough for uh, Pistons and Spurs fans out there, and Wizards. So, uh, shout out to you, struggling fans and Wizards. Well, who who's a fan of the Wizards?
0: Fair point. Fair point. But uh,
1: so uh, yeah. With that, thank you guys for listening, and um, I'll see you next time. Peace.